Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host, uh, Wei Fang. And uh, yesterday, two major things happened to our country. Okay, and uh, today I also saw a opinion commentary on the Wall Street Journal and uh, make, make me feel really, how to say, both strong and, uh, and, uh, and special. So today I want to talk about these two matters as well as you know, my feeling after reading that article. All right. So two major things yesterday. First is the $740 billion Inflation Reduction Act was passed by the Congress and also signed by the President Biden after winning the consent of uh, Joe Manchin, the West Virginia senator. And uh, the reason why it can pass with a mere, you know, simple majority because is because this is a reconciliation budget. Okay, any reconciliation budget act does not have to go to uh, go to go through its its own separate path. Does not have to face the filibuster, uh, which can only be overcome by the sixty vote majority in the Senate. So every year, the reconcili reconciliation path can only be used once. So the Democrat Party used this to pass this $740 billion, um, um, billion dollar budget. And um, so, as for, so what is reconciliation? Because it's basically the Senate passed their own budget and uh, the House passed their own budget. They are not the same. So it, took, it would take a reconciliation process. That's called reconciliation. And in that case, only 50 vote simple majority would pass this, okay? Um, so what's the impact of the Inflation Reduction Act upon the country? And um, I, want, I want to talk about that later, maybe tomorrow or the day after, okay? It is a, have quite significant impact to our country. And why did it pass? What kind of impact it would have? Um, let me leave this to another time. And the second matter that happened to our country is the, um, the Congresswoman Liz Cheney from Wyoming was defeated by, in the primary in the state of Wyoming. And she would have no longer have an opportunity to run behalf of a Republican Party and uh, her tenure at uh, the House will, will be stopped. So in order to save the situation before the election, he called for the Democrat Party and Independent to, you know, to help him. And then from the statistics, now we know that uh, probably there are more than 10,000 um, Democrat party members change their party affiliation and uh, try to support him as a Republican. But anyway, they are still you know, outnumbered and uh, Liz Cheney lost uh, with, with a gap of as big as 37%. So they re she really had no chance. So, okay, today this uh, opinion commentary was uh, written by a gentleman called uh, Phil Graham. Do you know Phil Graham? If you're old enough and around here, you probably know him. He's not only a economist, he's also the three-time um, senator from the state of Texas, okay, 18 years in the U.S. Senate. Okay, so in this um, opinion commentary, he said uh, he was serving with uh, President Reagan, Ronald Reagan. He said when Reagan first uh, you know, stepped into the um, White House, he also faced a reconciliation budget act, so similar to today. But the story is completely different. So today he want to, you know, in this um, article, he recall uh, those two stories about President Reagan, which is real, which is, you know, uh, nobody knows. So I want to just, you know, convey this story to you. I, I feel it's very special story that uh, I think should be remembered by everybody, but probably very few people, maybe only Phil Graham himself knows about this.
Anyway, so he said in 1980, I will say, he said, okay, um, Phil Graham said, I was a freshman Democratic congressman from Texas. And uh, there's another um, Republican um, congressman from Michigan. His name is uh, David Stockman. And, uh, and uh, Phil Graham and uh, David Stockman worked together to create a substitute for President Carter's uh, final budget. But then Carter was defeated. He left the White House, and Reagan stepped in, and Reagan appointed uh, Stockman as the director of the Office of uh, Management and uh, Budget. So basically, he became a, a cabinet, you know, work, work for the cabinet. So the Phil Grant then picked another, like a, a GOP uh, congressman, and his name is um, uh, Lata, okay, Dilbert Lata from Ohio. So they joined handily and create another um, budget for President uh, Reagan. Yeah, and then, okay. So he said, and that that law is, is called the Graham Latta budget. Okay, it's quite um, famous looking back today and very trans transformative. Anyway, but when the budget was in the house, okay. It, although it's a dramatic change in public policy, but initial vote set only broad parameters, okay, and cut no programs, and uh, was easily passed, okay. Then it came to, to the reconciliation bill. The recon reconciliation bill implementing um, was uh, the most, you know, okay, just passing the reconciliation bill was the most difficult vote of the Reagan's era, okay. And then, because the reconciliation bill contains the largest post-war cut cuts in the domestic spending, and eliminated the three social security benefits to address the impending bankruptcy of the system. So while there were a strong argument for ending each of those add-on benefits, a vote to eliminate them okay meant touching the third rail and endangering a lawmaker's career. Yeah, it could threaten their career. So as the House vote approached, um, some 30-some okay, Republican um, asked for a meeting with the president and uh, to demand a change in the reconciliation bill. Okay, sort of like, like I mentioned, right? right? Was uh, not agree with his president and they tried to demand change, you know, kind of similar. And uh, so Phil Graham was asked to join the discussion because he was one of the you know, original authors. And before the meeting, Phil Graham was taken to the Oval Office to meet with Reagan. And Reagan asked him, so what do you think we should do here? And uh, the Phil Graham said, uh, well, you know, before I might offer my service, okay, I need to remind you that uh, three years ago, I was merely teaching college economics, okay? And I have never done anything remotely this important in my life. So Reagan smiled and said, well, doesn't matter, neither do I. <laughs> so they were just laughing, okay? So when they stopped laughing, um, Phil Grant asked, if we fix one group's problems, won't another group demand change? Where do we stop? Okay, so without responding, Reagan got up and led the way to the meeting, okay? And then they got to the meeting and they sit down at the cabinet table. The president said uh, to those 30 people, you call this meeting, okay? So let me, let me hear to what you have to say. The first speaker assured the president that uh, he was for your, I'm, I'm for your program, all for it, okay? But I have problem with my constituents, okay? It quickly become clear that the attendees has planned plan this all out. 
Okay, they, they, they all have what they are, were going to say, and almost every member raised concerns about his constituency. So when they all have spoken, hear me out, the president said nothing for what seems like five minutes as he looked at each of the 30 members in puzzled silence. After five minutes, Reagan said, I've been confused. I thought this vote was about the future of our country. I didn't know it was about our political constituencies. Then Reagan got up and walked out of the room. So the stunned silence continued in the room for several more minutes. And then they start to get up and they leave the room. More than a few congressmen teared up, teared up as they got up. So a few days later, when the final vote was taken, no one person who had been in that room voted no. So Phil Grimm said that Reagan was more than a leader who knew who he was and what he wanted to do. And he was a man who could keep things in perspective. So with the economy enduring double dip at that time, double dip recessions, Republican lost 26 House seats in 1982, the midterm. And even with the support of the conservative uh, Democrats, Reagan no longer has a bipartisan conservative majority. Okay? So in one of their first acts, uh, the Democrat uh, majority just voted to kick uh, Phil Graham out of the budget committee. Okay? The president and the Republican then publicly urged Phil Graham to change party. And, uh, but uh, Phil Graham said uh, he was elected as a conservative Democrat. And he felt that if he just changed party, and some people in his district might feel betrayed. So the only honorable thing Phil Graham felt to do was to resign from the Congress and stand for election as a Republican. Well, many later saw this as a clever political move. It did not feel that way at that moment. Okay? So no Republican candidate for Congress in the history of Fulgram's district have ever received more than 35% of the vote. And just three years ago, in the, when, he was, when he won his um, um, congressional election, he lead his second runner only by 116 votes. Really, really close. <clears throat> now he wanted to change party. So on the eve of uh, Phil Graham's uh, resignation, he called uh, Lee Atwater, who is the president's political director, to tell him what he, his plan. And then the Lee Atwater told Phil Graham that he believed you will be defeated. And he just urged him, simply just change parties, okay? And the Phil Graham said, I thought I could win, but it was the right thing to do regardless. So I'm going to do it. So Edward rushed to Reagan's office and pleaded with him to call Phil Graham to tell him that not to resign. But when the president called, the president you know, started by asking, you know, by, by, by telling him that <laughs> Lee was on the verge of having a stroke. Okay? Could you please explain what you are planning to, to do and why? So Phil Graham explained to Reagan and told him that it was the right thing to do. To Graham's astonishment, the president said, people have a way to judging a person's character and knowing when the man is doing right. I'm with you. 
All right. So Phil Graham did not discover until later, until after he had resigned, he ran against the nine Democrats and won that election. And uh, <clears throat> he discovered later that the Lee Atwater had demanded that the president <clears throat> call him, of course. And he also, Lee also predicted that. And uh, Phil Graham was going to lose. And in the wake of the 1982 defeats, that it would be the beginning of the end of the Reagan presidency. So Reagan responded like this. Lee, the whole world does not revolve around me or my presidency. This is, uh, this is about Phil Graham. And he's doing the right thing. And I can live with whatever the result turn out, turns out to be. All right. So basically, at the end of his uh, opinion commentary, Phil Graham wrote that uh, we could use a man like a Ronald Reagan again. All right. So after hearing this story, which I believe is right, I checked the Wikipedia. It was not a big deal, but it was recorded there. Okay. So I don't know how you think about that. These are our politicians 40 years ago. How they process, how they deal with their duty, how they deal with their constituents. And uh, today, I mean, just catering to the constituents with no regard of the country has become a, you know, common phenomenon in our politics. And when Liz Cheney was calling for Democrats to elect him to help him to win in the Republican Party primary, I read around, I see no mainstream media have any word of condemning that act. I don't know about you. I read around, you know, reporters just describe SS like this is just another normal political move. Okay, actually, in this year's midterm election, from Georgia to Michigan, and the Democrats fund their you know, super PAC, they invest in the, on, on, the Dem on the Republican, okay, so that to help elect a weak Republican candidate, so that that person can be defeated in the November, in the final election. So the moral degradation of our, our people and our country has been all too, how to say, I, I don't want to use the word obvious because it's not obvious to many people, but it has been very, very clear compared to 40 years ago. But if we do not get to compare to 40 years ago, who would feel this is abnormal? So 40 years ago, if you still recall, President Reagan sat more than once when he was considering, considering the national affairs he never considered the political parties an interest. But today, for the politici politicians to consider their party's interest has become, you know, this is, has been normal, has been common, and the people took that for granted. And of course, you have to consider that way. But 40 years ago, when Phil Graham feel that the uh, Democratic Party and no longer, you know, just um, agree to him, agree with him, he feel he cannot cheat on his uh, constituents. So he resigned from, his, uh, you know, from the House and went back to his district and rerun for the you know, position that he gave up. So if Phil Grant does not write this uh, opinion commentary, and this story will be buried in the sea of Wikipedia. Because I went there, I did dig it out. Nobody would know. And nobody would know the Reagan story, how he convinced that 30 Republicans to vote for that for the for the bill, right? For that for that reconciliation bill. But in hindsight, 
what, what kind of character is that? Phil Graham and President Reagan and the, you know, those politicians at that time, those are the political norm 40 years ago. So that's the reason why we don't read it from history book, right? Because that's, that is the blessing of that time. Because doing good things is so normal. It's so common. It's not worth recording. But today, from Georgia to Michigan to Wyoming, and figure out whatever way, you know, the end decided on the means. And uh, whatever way, so that it can win, become the political norm today. And doing wrong things and doing bad things become common and become, it just becomes so ordinary. So if we, when we go back for, you know, for 40 years in our history, we can see how our time has changed, how our, this, the time we live has changed. But if we go back to 240 years, then we compare us with the people at the, you know, through the time of the pre-revolutionary. At that time, there was a moral reform. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have time to go through that. Um, but, but it was the people at that time, they were just, they were critical of themselves. They were thinking about, are we able to govern ourselves? Only people with moral can govern themselves. Now we recognize those you know, founding fathers who has great, great characters. We only recognize those 2.5 million Americans, colonists in North America. They're worried for their nation. They're critical of themselves. In order to win freedom, they're willing to sacrifice everything. So today we do not have, you know, we don't have gunshot, we don't have um, you know, bomb smoke, but we face the similar crisis. There's no King George here, um, but we have the communist, the shadow of the communism, which is more vicious by a hundred times. You know, that is over our head. So when we worry about our country and the world we're in, when we worry about our future, do we realize how much our moral value has, you know, has degenerated? And uh, have we thought about a person with you know, great character, what should we do? What's our duty? So I, I think I still think you remember the, the last ending words of our you know, national anthem, right? Anthem, right? Um, you know, the, the, our national flag over the land of the free and the home of the brave, right? And uh, I also re recall that uh, Benjamin Franklin, when he was, you know, when, during the break time, of the Philadelphia Constitution Conference, he was stepping out of the you know uh, the room, and uh, there was an inquiry. The curious uh, you know citizen was asking, you know, you closed door and for several months, what are you design? And he said, a republic, if you can if you can keep it. So what he meant is the moral value of America, of our um, America, right? So Ronald Reagan, Phil Graham. And many people 40 years ago, they used their, you know, their courage to do the right thing. They break through, they, they overcome the defeat of the midterm election, and then they break through the, you know, the, the risky and, um, how to say, the, the scary inflation at that time. The inflation was higher than today. But they bring, they bring about, you know, at least 25 years economic prosperity of our nation. So today, we're facing a bigger crisis. Um, so, but if each of us can really, really 
do what is right and to give our best, then I think, I think, what do we do here? We will stop the sliding of America. And also, this could be the opportunity for us to reflect our, our root, our value, where we come from, reflect upon the, the moral value that we had and we lost. And then go from here and go back to our history, to our root. And that could enable another 240 years freedom and prosperity. That's what I really feel about. Okay, yeah, thank you for uh, viewing today. Let me see what, how you think. Um, I have you here. And uh, so, so how do you think Phil Graham's uh, words? And uh, do you think that in a similar situation, okay, Liz Cheney, she just go to the other camp to come over here, help me, you know, just a win in the Republican. Um, and, uh, you know, those people, uh, about at least 10,000 people switch over. They don't feel any guilty about that. And of, of course, Liz Cheney doesn't feel any guilty. And I think the media, whatever, you know, nobody feels there's a big problem. It's just a, a maneuver. She needs to win, so what? But compared to 40 years ago, it was a different world, isn't it? Um, yeah, okay. Fightless Bird said, yes, I remember, all right? And then Drake Max Band said, okay, I remember. Um, and Book said, it doesn't matter how you get here, but you will want to know a few things since you are here. You can do the research. Good luck, kid. You are needed. Uh, I'm not so sure I understand. Maybe you, you guys have some conversation before that. Anyway, so Book said, uh, Phil Graham seems like he knew what integrity was. Yes. Yeah. I think the integrity, the character, integrity. Those are very, very important. Um, okay. So, all right. That's the, that's, you know, the, the sharing I have, want to you know, have with you today, tonight. And um, all right, thank you very much. I hope you like my program. And leave your comment, okay? And uh, what do you, you know, and what do you wish to hear? Uh, news about China, about US, and uh, Taiwan, and uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely consider that. Okay, great to have you with us tonight. Thank you, take care, good night, see you tomorrow.